Hello and welcome to Gutshot, home of the hottest takes for Magic the Gathering. I am Will, and joining me as always is my wonderful co-host, Frederick. What's up, everybody? I'm Frederick, a.k.a. War Crimes Uwu on Twitch, uh, the only host with experience being a beta in public. <laughs> um, and welcome to Gutshot. Uh, okay, you can you can absolutely have that crown. I see. You know, I, I um, you know give all of my uh, deference to you on this topic. Um, you're the expert. So, uh, any uh, listeners, anything that I say, disregard everything that Frederick says here. Listen to he is the authority. Yeah, I am a beta. Will is a ligma male. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Um, what, what's a what's a ligma male? It's the new type of male that just dropped. Um, they are not part of the hierarchy. Um, they they just play uh, play video games and watch anime all day. But also, but they're not beta males. There's something that's different. Mm. I forget. I'll have to check the fucking chart that Darman posted on Instagram again. <laughs> oh, okay, this is not going to be funny, but this reminds me of a meme I saw online. This is this is the part of the show where I explain a meme I saw one time, and, and oh, yeah. everyone's go okay, yeah. So it's like uh, a it's one of the uh, the Wojaks looking at like astrology or something, and, and he's like, "That's nonsense. I don't care about that." And then uh, and then he's looking at the um, you know hierarchy of males like uh, you know beta, <laughs> al you know alpha, sigma. Uh, sigma sigma is above uh, alpha, but is not a part of the uh, of the uh, of the pyramid and it's like so true <laughs> yeah they, they keep adding new types of males mm. every like month the new one drops yeah. you gotta have your battle pass I, I saw this other one and it was a picture of this <laughs> it was a picture of this cat and it looked like it had this like crazy look on its face and it said it said I can has cheeseburger <laughs> yeah Ah oh, shit! So funny. <laughs> I fucking love that one, dude. <laughs> epic. So true. Um, so true. Um. <laughs> yeah, let's 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 so, get into, let's get into magic. We're introducing a new segment to our now two listeners, um, called "What Other MTG Content Creators Are Talking About." We figured we end up talking about news of the week at the beginning of every episode anyway. We should probably throw in a slide and just make it an official part of the show. So, Will, they have revealed spoilers from the uh, set that Mark Rosewater wants you to know is very much not a Harry Potter set, Strixhaven. How do you feel about what we know about Strixhaven so far? I want to be optimistic. I, I decided a while ago that I want to take a more optimistic look at Magic going forward. And I think that there is a lot of opportunity for good gameplay and good card design in Strixhaven without it just being a Harry Potter, uh, you know, ripoff. So I, I'm remaining optimistic. The the uh, couple of cards, the, the commands that we've seen so far, um, they do look, you know, like a, like a, a higher level of uh, uh, power for standard. Uh, a lot of them look playable. So I'm hopeful. How, how are you feeling now? I knew you were kind of low on it before yeah i was super so i fucking hate harry potter it's like a passion of mine is not liking harry potter yeah. but i um and so i was very low on strixhaven but given the spoilers we have so far and especially the idea of the biblioplex i'm 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 all in i like it i think it's gonna be a cool set i'm excited about it where i was previously very skeptical i think the idea of having really powerful cards that are just there that are not only reprints for older formats but are also one per pack in the limited format mm -hmm. so you know you'll be drafting and you'll get like demonic tutors or swords to postures and it seems so far like they've done a really good job of picking cards that are really like iconic constructed cards but are not that backbreaking and limited like demonic tutor because tutors are not that great and limited and like and like swords to postures which is like great removal but maybe won't even be the best thing in the pack Sure. Yeah, that's a great uh, a great idea by them. I'm really hopeful that turns out to be um, you know that works out well. That it's, um, you know the kind of the, the amount and uh, rarity of reprints that people really want. So like I'm totally hopeful for that, and hopefully it it works out the way us players want to. Yeah, I think it will add immense nuance to the draft format if nothing else. 
Right, for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hopefully, it's a good mix <clears throat> of cheap cards, but everyone plays them, like Opt that we've already seen, and then those cards mm. that like clearly need as many reprints as possible as um, uh, demonic, you know, demonic tutors. So hopefully, the hopefully those aren't the two good ones, and the rest of it is just chaff. But I, I knowing Wizards, there's going to be a little bit of chaff, but. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll see. I feel good about Strixhaven. Um, you know something else that I feel really good about, and I don't want to spend too much time talking about this. Uh, but we just had the President's Day massacre, as some people are saying. Uh, we we gotta uh, we gotta acknowledge that we had like one of the biggest like banning uh, banning yeah. restricted announcements, and it's just it's too much to go through here. That's not really what we're here for. But I want to ask you, Frederick, uh, out of all of those bannings slash rule changes, which one excites you the most? Uh, I think it's a it's a combination of Oko and a Mystic Sanctuary being banned in Modern. They really nipped that at the bud. They could have gotten rid of one and the deck still been okay, but they kind of just took it out because I think they know everyone's tired of playing against it. Yeah. I need to finish a couple decks on Mitgo, and then I want to hop into some tournaments. Uh, Ponza might finally be valuable again, and or viable again. And uh, last time I, I built, when I built Ponza on Mitgo, I kind of skimped on the Shocklands. Mm -hmm. um, but I think I'm gonna get the the rest of the stomping grounds. I need to finish that out, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna run some run some modern tournaments on Mitgo. So I'm really excited to do that. Yeah, it's really nice to see the discourse online where people are very excited to play almost all of the Magic formats. Uh, like people, yeah. people are like, "Oh, what are we going to do in Pioneer now that the, you know this is uh, that this banning is taking place? Like, what's Modern going to look like? What's Legacy going to look like? Was was uh, you know even Vintage? Was Vintage going to look like now that you know um, uh, Luris is around again? Uh, I would say that my favorite out of all of them, or the one that excites me the most, you know, I'm I'm an online player now. You know, don't really do paper anymore. Um, you know. Uh, uh, pandemic notwithstanding but um, for me I think it would be uh, Uro in, in uh, Historic uh, if uh, if if we want Historic to be a place where casuals can still be the place where they play with their rotated cards, which I feel that Historic should have room for. Um, I just think Uro makes that very hard. Uh, and Uro is clearly just like... Um, past the power level of what Historic ought to be. So I think Historic's a better format without Oro. So that's why I'm excited about I think with you, yeah, I know Historic has, has been your favorite format for a while, and it seems like Oro has put a bit of a wrench in that. So I'm happy for you to be able to get back into that. I, I like Historic from time to time, too. You know, I got my Mono Black Devotion. I got my my Outlaws Merriment. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty hyped as well. I'll probably jam some games at Historic. Right. I, I, I will say one more thing about this. Is I'm really glad that they did beat around the bush about um, uh, the um, Cascade mechanic and how that worked with the uh, new 7-mana Tibble. Oh, I'm, yeah, that needed a fix. <laughs> I'm very impressed that Wizards um, took the time to uh, you know just say, like, hey, we're just changing the rules so it doesn't work. I was actually really worried that they wouldn't. They would just be like, that's the rules. We can't do anything. You know, that's that's how the game works. I'm really glad that they realize the game is theirs. They can do literally whatever they want to it. And I think, you know, and, and speaking of that, I think that's a great segue into what we're talking about today. Yeah, I, I think it was cool that they um, they set that precedent with like um, Goblin Dark Dwellers not being able to bust off a of boom bust. Yeah, for sure. Um, for sure. And I mean, I don't know, it kind of saddened me because, you know, let my boy bust. But like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, today we're talking about whether uh, Magic the Gathering sets can be publicly or openly beta tested. Right. Um, yeah, so beta testing is a phase of game development um, or I guess expansion development if you're a game that releases in waves like uh, card games are. So, uh, Will, why don't you tell us what a beta test is? Yeah, yeah. So the idea, from from what I understand, mostly comes from video games. Uh, when we talk about beta tests, we're usually thinking about like uh, online public betas for video games. Um, but play testing, you know, like all sorts of games use them, like uh, you know, board games, card games. Uh, but um, the idea of a public beta test really comes from video games. Um, so before a game is officially released, um, you know, uh, uh, players would have the opportunity to play an almost finished game with the caveat that this game is not finished. You know, things will be tweaked. Um, things might be certain parts of the game might be in a rough state, um, but you get to play it both as a way to kind of build up hype uh, for the game. So, you know, as many people are like wanting to play uh, as possible on day one and um also to so um the um 
uh, company making the game can get feedback from the players as to what they like about it, what are they doing, uh, what bugs are they running into, uh, that type of stuff. Uh, this wasn't really possible in the old days of video games, but now that everything is online, everything is a game as a service, a lot like how Magic is, um, you know, public beta is pretty much par for the course. I think any game that has an online component and has multiple players will have something uh, like this. Um, so, but that this is very far from how Wizards currently designs their sets. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, a beta test will happen usually maybe like a couple of months before the game uh, comes out, uh, you know, because they have that time to tweak it before it gets, you know, put up online for people to, to download. Wizards has a very slow development process and that's very that's very well known and documented they have their design phase development phase and then recently they've started the play design phase uh you know where they take the um set and play it with uh other sets to ensure that the format it's being released into plays well uh with those cards but Magic sets are finished long before they release, uh, and that's been true pretty much since the beginning because they need all of that lead time to print the paper cards. Uh, you know, and um, that's not a formula that they have played with at all, and didn't really have a reason to play with uh, at all. Um, you know, in the olden days. However, I'm saying I'm thinking, and I think it's good for us to have this discussion because things in Magic over over recent years have changed to the point where I feel that it's worth having the discussion if Magic can implement something like a beta test, you know, for you know publicly for players, and how that would affect um, you know a possible Wizards design going forward. Mm. Yeah, I think that's that's a conversation worth having. I think I definitely land on the side that it's probably not going to work as well as their current model, but I think I could be persuaded. Um, so we've talked about how Wizards sort of currently design sets and how sets are finished, I think, like nine months to a year in, in advance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about, like... How, how magic sets might benefit from beta testing, what we might gain from uh, from beta testing sets more. Right, yeah, because even if we could, would it even, like, would it even make um, sense for us? You, I, I know that you've said this before, and I've heard, uh, you know, other Magic players say this all the time, uh, but players are really good at telling you when there's a problem, but not actually being able to tell you, like, what the solution to that problem is. Uh, yeah. I would I would worry that, you know, whatever form a beta test would take uh, for Magic, that um, I, I do have to ask how useful the feedback would be um, from players. And, you know, we, we've ragged on Magic players before. I don't want to do too much of that today. But, you right. know, I, I, would, I think that I would worry, you know, um, if Wizards would actually get the advice that they would be seeking uh, from players. How, how do you feel about that? Um, I think I, I, I agree, like, like, but I think, I think since that's wisdom that has come from Mark Rosewater, I think there's something to be said for, like, Wizards is probably pretty good at parsing through which feedback is actually going to be helpful and which feedback Bronzo's saying a card needs to be banned because they lost to it once. Um, and I think that is most of the complaining you'll see. One option they could do is making being part of the open beta um, a reward for winning a certain number of tournaments or ranking a certain way, mm. which would maybe make it so that you've filtered out some of the players who might just kind of react to one game they played and yell about a card because of that. Mm -hmm. um, but it also, like, it's kind of self-defeating because people are going to leak things that they know people are going to share images of cards and screenshots of gameplay oh, so you basically either have to let everyone know about it or let no one know about it um so sorry i was trying to pull something up but i can't find it no no it, it's it's okay um while you're uh, pulling oh. that up i would i would say um i I actually kind of feel hopeful. I, I, you know, just overall, I'm on the side of I do think that uh, Wizards would uh, benefit from this. Um, you know, they're 
data, the way that they would be able to collect the data, they could aggregate it in a way that would, um, you know, take care of outliers, you know, um, you know, uh, th there are ways uh, of doing that. And uh, honestly, wizards might just benefit from knowing, you know, like, hey, players are unhappy about this, um, but yeah. you know, not have to listen to players as to what the fix is. Um, I do have to give wizards credit. They have been much more creative about how to fix problems in the past than mm -hmm. I've given them credit for. Um, I, when they fixed companions and added the, um, you know, uh, you have to pay three um, to take it from, uh, you know, uh, from your sideboard into your hand. Your hand. That's yeah. not how I was expecting them to handle that situation, but it ended up being, um, you know, one of the better ways uh, to do it. And I don't think that they would have gotten that idea from the players specifically. Um, you know, I, I think that they they have the special ability to kind of think about the game in a way to give them those special, you know, those um, kind of more creative ways to fix problems. But also, we have lots of um, evidence of there being problems that Wizards apparently didn't see at all. And that's really what I'm thinking about when it's, you know, like, can Wizards benefit from this? Yeah, I, I, I think I pretty much agree with you. I think um, I, I maybe have a little less faith in Wizards than you do, and maybe that's not a good... Maybe you're right to have more faith in it than, than I do, but, like, I just... I would not trust them to listen in the right way to players or listen to the right players. Because, like, when you've been playing the game for a long time, it's pretty easy to tell who kind of knows what they're talking about and who doesn't really. Who, like, who's, like, you know, lost one game to Outlaws Merriman and thinks that needs to be banned in standard. Okay. Um, or, or something like that. Just these really, like, I don't want to, I don't know if it's appropriate to call them reactionary takes, but they are, like, just knee-jerk reactions to uh, a, the most recent game that you've played. Um, and to give a lot of sway to the vast majority of players would, I think, be to allow those sort of reactionary takes about card design and about game balance to um, outweigh the very reasonable people that they hired to balance their game for a reason. That's, um, yeah, that's a really that's a really great point. Once you kind of open up that floodgate, like even even if you make it clear, like, hey, you know, uh, we just want to hear what you have to say. Uh, you know, we could, um, you know, change whatever we want or change nothing. There is that problem that you would be kind of giving the players a bit, uh, not, not, uh, I don't want to use the word entitled, but I think that's kind of pretty close yeah. to it is, is that, yeah, once they feel like they have the power to change something just by yelling loud enough and the players already kind of feel like they are able to do that. Yeah. Right. Um, but to give them like, Hey, I, there's a documented, there's a documented situation here where if I scream loud enough, I will get something changed. And then it just becomes who's going to scream uh, the loudest. And then there's the, the feel bads when wizards decides, well, no, we actually want this card to work this way and not, uh, and not, and not the way that you all think uh, that does. Yeah. I could see a lot of backlash uh, if things don't go the player's way. Um, so yeah, that's something to think about. Yeah, I've actually got um, a message here from an alternate universe where uh, Wizards does allow players to beta test, and this is some feedback that they got on M21. No card should win you the game from just playing that card. None. Guys like you thinking that they should are the enemy of fun, balanced gameplay. They should not have printed or reprinted this Cancer Dragon. Even worse is that Uro, the I do too much for the cost titan. Aggro can't even take the life down against Ramp before stuff like Ugin the Cancer Dragon hits the board. Mm. Fuck Wizards of the Coast for enabling only unfun, unbalanced cards, but they do, so fuck standard. I'm done. Only playing Popper now. Wow, wow. Oof, man, that is a biting, <laughs> biting indictment <laughs> of Wizards uh, of Wizards design these days, man. Uh, maybe, maybe that guy needs to try to get a uh, job at Wizards. Yeah, probably he probably should. Um, he quit his job in our comments section, so <laughs> hopefully he's doing okay. <laughs> you know, I do like the idea of um, maybe wizards. Like, it could be a beta test in the sense that they uh, gather the information they need to possibly tweak a set in the future. But um, you know, they could brand it as a way. They they could brand it in a way to where it's not 
actually a beta test. Uh, they they can maybe do something like a preview weekend where for maybe like two like uh, two days like one weekend it's like mm-hmm. hey there's just a play queue you get we're we're just gonna drop the set um, you know do whatever you want have fun um, you know just as a sneak preview of what's going to what's coming up but then you're just kind of keeping that um, uh, data in the back, uh, you know, keeping that back, uh, data and then not telling players that you're like looking to make changes based on what it is. But then it's like, Hey, you know, um, you all might remember this card from the, the preview weekend, but you know, we determined that this was actually not a good card to put in. So we saved (laughs) you, we saved you by, um, changing this card or taking it out completely. They could lie to us. (laughs) It wouldn't be the first time they've done it. That would probably be the best way to satiate players, I would say. Um, I I just feel like the big issue here is, like, players don't really know what they want. And I know that sounds kind of condescending, but I think it's true of me as well. Like, I, I've, I've learned to just kind of trust Wizards to, like, do decent things with the game design. Um, and like, yeah, they should be called out when they fuck it up, but like, I don't think a swarm of rabid players angry at every like perceived busted mythic is going to, having more control over the way that the game is designed is going to make anything better. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Like it, it might lead to more powered down mythic rares, which I think would probably be better. Like, I think, I think we've had a a lot of mistakes Simic mythic recently for example um but i don't know if the if the if the good would outweigh the bad and then the this would basically kill spoiler season too oh yeah like and and spoiler spoiler season is one of my favorite things about magic one of my favorite times in magic like just trying to evaluate all the new cards and if i've seen this common in like four different iterations as it's been rebalanced over and over again like you know i'm not gonna be excited for spoiler season anymore and i think that's probably my number one concern with an open beta well, how do you think they would like circumvent that? Do you uh, think they would? That's that's a great point. Uh, spoiler season is definitely the bread and butter of uh, of Wizards, um, you know, marketing strategy. Uh, you know, we we've been doing it for twenty years now, almost more than twenty years. But um, yeah, and Wizards has just doubled down on that with the uh, amount of sets that are coming out, and we're just always in spoiler season. Um, we got Caldheim for what two weeks on Arena before we started getting Strixhaven stuff that, like we talked about before. Uh, yeah, it's uh, spoiler season is very integral to what they're doing. You're absolutely right. Uh, a beta would completely ruin that. Um, I, I I think that. There might be a little um, value in Wizards shaking up how they do things, you know? Like, yeah, that would kill spoiler season, but maybe maybe uh, Magic has uh, moved beyond the, the, the need for spoiler season, the year of our Lord 2021. Maybe, maybe we are a little stuck in our ways that way. But also, that's what Magic players want, right? Like, like, you, like you just said, you love spoiler season. You know, um, I, at this point, I've been playing Magic so long that I've kind of grown up on spoiler seasons, as weird as that is to say. So, yeah, I think that's a very great argument against this, uh, as much as I hate to say it. Yeah, I just, I... Spoiler season is important to me, and I don't want to lose it, e- even if it means having more sway over the game. I do really like the surveys that they send out after every set, and I think that's a happy medium. If more people would respond to those, where it just like asks you how you felt about the limited format, how you felt about basically every aspect of a set. Do you ever respond to those, Will? I do, yes, yes. Um, okay, honest, yeah. Honestly, at your prodding, like, I, I, I didn't really fill those out at all until like you were like hey you know here's the the survey you know uh uh fill it out so uh yeah you've pushed me to kind of take those seriously okay this might be me being cucked by capitalism or whatever but i love filling out surveys Uh something about feeling like my opinion is being heard getting to put uh you know somewhere between strongly disagree and strongly agree i get i get to have opinions about it and send them somewhere Mm-hmm. Uh, I love filling out surveys. It's very fun for me. And I've come to realize it's maybe not for other people, but that kind of thing is probably pretty helpful. And you'll probably get more level-headed players responding to those than you will just like the types of people who send death threats to Mark Rosewater on Tumblr. Yeah, the surveys are designed in a way to kind of temper 
um, temper emotions and uh, get get like actual uh, you know re- real real thoughts into uh, quantifiable form. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Totally. Totally with you on that. Um, yeah, and, and I, I definitely think that you know people should take that uh, more seriously. Although I don't blame anybody for being like, yeah, this it doesn't really matter whether I do this. Like they're not going to listen to this. It's just numbers on the screen. It's so easy for. Um, it, it's much more likely for wizards to take me seriously if I'm screaming at them on Reddit and I get like two thousand upvotes than if I than if I, I'm just another set of numbers in this anonymous survey. Um, I don't I don't blame players for feeling that way as well. I think that's fair. I think they should reward players for filling out surveys. The Pokemon TCG Online sent out a survey recently, um, and anyone who responded to it got eight packs uh, and like eight tradable packs and like a bunch of and like some sleeves and a deck box with Pikachu on them for responding to the survey. And like that doesn't really cost them anything. So like Magic Arena could give you, I don't know, some card styles or like a, a few packs in the in game for responding to a survey. I don't think that would be unreasonable, and that would let you crowdsource opinions of your pretty enfranchised players. That's a great idea, and Wizards already has uh, precedent, or not precedent for that idea specifically, but the idea of giving card rewards to players for doing stuff, uh, like the old Magic Player rewards that uh, everybody you know loved and keeps saying needs to come back. Did you were you ever able to participate in the Magic Player rewards? Those ended before I was very serious about the game. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, too, have always wanted the chance to ask, what does Giant Growth do? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, so you've seen a few of, of mine because I've been playing for a while. But yeah, you're absolutely right. If Wizard... foil Texas cryptic commands. <laughs> Jesus, that was, that, that was a poor idea. But yeah. you got <laughs> to admit, the card looked pretty cool. It's got uh, drip. Yeah, for sure. Um, so... Yeah, there's precedent for wizards being able to like give people cards for you know doing the surveys. Now it is easier than ever to kind of game that system, but wizards wizards is filled with smart people. They could figure out how to do it if they really wanted to. I love that idea. But uh, to, to to move on a little bit, let's let's go ahead and just take the idea that a beta like beta or a beta testing a set is a good idea and is something that wizards wants to do we know the issue with that is that wizards at some point has to print paper cards and that's the big uh argue or that, that's probably the biggest argument as to why something like this would never work because wizards doesn't have the freedom that like online ccgs like hearthstone or legends of Runeterra, um you know elder scrolls legends um you know they, they can just change cards no matter what like the the in, the entirety of the game is a test uh where things can be changed wizards being the dinosaur that is can't do that because it has to print the paper cards so you know so this is kind of a two-part question here um, but i think we got a lot to say here what would a public beta test look like in you know in the year of our lord 2021 and how would wizards be able to square that with eventually having to print paper cards I feel free to um, ar- feel free to argue that wizards shouldn't print uh, print paper cards anymore if you would like. I will not argue that. I <laughs> I, I would rather uh, digital magic go away than paper magic go away. Right, I would enough. rather they coexist, but if one of them had to stick around, I would want paper. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I I feel like the it's fine for the beta testing to all be digital if they decide to do open beta tests, just beta test on arena, and then once the set is finalized, print that in paper. Um, and like maybe finalize the set like a month before it comes out. I don't know, I don't know how long um, printing takes. Um, I don't know if that's something that you have to start doing like three months before the set comes out, um, which would of course you know affect the time span in which you could do a beta test. But I think it's fine to beta test on Arena. Maybe like don't show off the art of any of the cards in the Arena beta test because. Yeah. Well, I know like um, like some artists might not want people to like get bored of their their art seeing it for three months before the cards actually come out and then not want to like buy prints or whatever. Like I don't, I, I want to be considerate of how this might affect artists. Right. Um, I don't, I don't know if it would or wouldn't, um, or especially like I know some cards go through drastic changes and like are, are finalized one way and then their art comes in and then they get completely redesigned. Um, 
like that that kind of stuff happens. So like you'd have to take that into account. I think digital is the only I don't think there's a realistic way to do paper open beta testing. No, no, absolutely not. Yeah. Um, I, think, are you saying- I think that we could very I, I think we could clearly agree that um, you know, any sort of beta test that Magic would do these days needs to take place on um uh, it needs to take place on arena and and be like a, a public thing. I, I did like your idea that only some people would do the beta test, um, but yeah, th- like everything would be leaked. Uh, there would be a lot of feel bads about that. Um, everyone, I, to me, I think everyone should be involved, and clearly, it has to be on arena. Yeah, I think they should. Uh, they should vet if they're going to vet the players. They should be vetted for some level of skill. Do a background check. Make sure they've never played a game of Commander um like just kind of done the basic things to make sure that they're like an okay magic player who's not going to just have really reactionary takes about the cards that they see um and i think that if it's just based on the arena ranking system like fucking anybody can hit like mythic on arena uh if they put a bunch of time into it mm-hmm. i'm i'm just worried that those are the types of players that are going to get asked about this stuff and then they're going to see like a kind of powerful card and just kind of wretch at it and get it powered down so that we like never get strong cards again. Right. Right. For sure. I understood. Understood. Um, so how would you, how would you square it with printing paper cards? Um, so is it, well, let, let me go ahead and tell you what I'm thinking here. Um, I, so we already kind of have precedent for, for something like this. Um, we get uh, the, the mag- we get the set released on Arena before it gets released in paper, and that's been the case for oh about a year now. Um, for for you know the last couple of standard sets, um, like it is actually like hard baked into the schedule that um you know like the Arena release is usually the week like a week before the actual pre-release in paper and people seem to like that they like the idea of being able to play with the cards before they go to their i mean not that anyone's going to a store these days but you know you could play the cards before going to the store and have experience before you open up your pre-release packs so there's already precedent for like arena being ahead of paper magic and i think that they could stretch that quite a bit you know, um, like have the have the set actually release in uh, you know on online in arena and give it a little bit of time to be a digital only set, and then you know let 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 the the players play with the cards, let them have their feedback. Changes can be made, like you know if uh, if Omnath is just a, a really bad card and they don't want that to exist anymore, they could just remove it. They could change yeah. numbers on Oko or, or whatever they want, and then at a certain point, it would be like, okay, the set's done. You know, we are finalizing the set for paper, and then have the paper release be a little bit after. Um, you know, it's available online, like maybe like six months, whatever kind of lead time they would need uh, for um, uh, for printing. I think that that's an avenue that they could go and square that with printed paper cards. How do you feel about that idea? Uh, I agree. I think as long as you're giving the printers significant time to uh, to sort of fix the card, to sort of um, to print the cards. Um, I think. Sorry. <laughs> I th- I feel like. Um, just just giving wizards enough time to change the cards in a way that makes sense because like these things have to happen in small increments you can't just be like oh this card's um this card's not powerful enough let's drop the mana cost by two uh and then it immediately goes to the printer like that like every change requires more play testing of the whole set even if you're just changing one card yeah so there's a lot of time to fix it Right, right. But there's there's so many players playing Magic these days that, like, I, I know that Wizards wants to be very, like, uh, hands-off with this type of thing. Uh, and not and not be too hasty and, like, see how the meta's going to develop and all that stuff. Um, but, um, you know, to me it seems like Wizards would probably have all the data, like, the aggregate, like, number data that they would need to say whether a, um, a fix works or not, like, within a couple of days. Of when, yeah. of when going live, I, I would I would say it's a crazy if like there aren't enough players playing for them to have you know accurate statistical data about a change, 
probably within like 24 hours of a, of right. a card being changed. Um, so I, I, of course, it's probably doesn't work the way that I think it does, but like there should be, it shouldn't take that long to know whether a change is good or not. And I would hope if they were doing a beta test that they would be liberal about changing stuff while the test uh, um, period is happening. Yeah, I think that's probably that's probably smart. Like they they make the test, don't make live changes during the test, and just make them afterward. Is mm -hmm. what you're saying? Yeah, that's that's why I would say yes. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I think that's the, the smartest way to go about it. Yeah. And then as long as they have enough time to make the cards come to paper smoothly. Yeah, I guess that's the sticking point here is like how long do they need? Um, you know, you actually, you know, uh, swayed me pretty hard on your um, argument about um, um, spoiler season. Like that's just what magic does. Um, doing something like this, like even if it's a beta test, uh, you know, like the, the time between printing the, uh, you know, uh, doing an online beta test, the set releasing online, and then the cards being printed months down the road, like, um, would anyone really be opening up Kaldheim six months from now? You know, if everyone's just kind of already played the set, where we already probably have another set that we're, um, you know, beta testing at that time, uh, you know, are people really going to be excited to go out and get those Kaldheim cards? Um, you know, probably yeah. not, right? I think if the beta test is limited to like one weekend when there's nothing going on, because they're, well, with secret layers and shit, there's not really any lull periods in Magic anymore. But if they did away with stuff like secret layers and there were there were lull periods that they could fill with beta test weekends, yeah. then, you know, you got to play with these cards for one weekend and now you like know which ones are your favorites and you really want to get them when they finally come out. So it could work the opposite way. You know, if they do beta, if they limit the time in which you can do beta tests to like one weekend, you get to play with these cards. They're going to get changed before they get released based on the feedback that they got. But, right. you know, now you've like sort of grown attached to a couple of them and you've kind of learned how the set is and like you're excited. And if it's a good set, then you'll be excited to play it after playing it for a weekend. So maybe you'll be even more interested in getting the cards. Yeah, that's that's a great that's a great argument, and I think it is a good um, argument against the idea of a set like technically releasing before cards are printed. Um, you know, mm -hmm. like, like it just being like a, a, a beta week or weekend. I, I, I would think they would need a week, you know, to maybe take a make a change and then test that change. Uh, but um, yeah, yeah, that 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 makes a lot of sense. I guess when I talk about beta testing, I'm really thinking not so much changing numbers on stuff, but just finding those super problematic cards, uh, and then maybe just like removing those or just like um, changing something like that. Uh, I really like how you put the uh, the uh, no sign on the uh, the Oko. Like when when I think of beta testing, I'm not really thinking about changing the numbers of draft cards or anything like that. I I basically just want to find the Ocos and then be able to remove them before they become like vintage staples. Um, oh, okay. See, I'm thinking more of like the image that I put of the Siege Rhino, where it has one more mana cost and one more power. Like just tweaking cards that are like, but not busted or just like limited play. Like, um, like if there was public beta testing, I think the main thing I would have said about Eldraine was that that three little pigs card was fucking terrible. It could have costed three less mana and been fine. Sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I, I just, because once a, and, and I'm not telling you anything you don't already know, once a card like Oko gets printed and it's on paper, it cannot be removed. Like it can only be banned um, from other formats. I think that's a real shame. You know, that Oko, you know, kind of has the reputation that he has just because, you know, the mistake, I, I think it's safe to say mistakes were made during his design, you know, development. Um, and, and I would just want to prevent things like that where it just becomes, Oh, you know, you know, Omneth. We for some reason we had absolutely no idea how crazy Omneth was going to be. Um, you know, let's let's change it so it's just a normal magic card instead of the best thing you could possibly do in standard and historic. Um, so that that that's where my kind of vision uh, would be. But yeah, I, I could tell you seem like the type of player that would really be dialed in on the numbers and be changing like the um, uh, tweaking the uh, the um, uh, CMC of Siege Rhino. Um, and, and they would definitely get lots of good data on that as well. Yeah, I think um, I don't. 
I, I'm, I have the cynical, the more cynical take about cards like Oko, which are that they knew they would eventually have to be banned. They printed them because they sold boxes of Eldraine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Omnath maybe is a little more believable. Uro and Oko, I think, were just were were not Wizards' decisions. I think they were Hasbro decisions. Sure. Print a card that everyone needs four copies of. Uh, print a card that will destroy the game so that the boxes of the standard set sell. So that players of older formats have to buy the standard set too, um, like that sort of thing, and like beta testing won't fix that. Sure, okay. because yeah. it's a problem of where these cards are coming from. Now, I understand you might not have the same cynical take as I do about that, but if that is the issue, if I'm right about that, then beta testing doesn't fix that problem. No, no, you're absolutely right. And uh, yeah, that does seem to be kind of how Wizards wants to sell their sets these days is, um, you know, it's basically like we want something powerful because we need you to go out and buy as much of the set as possible because you need to get these chase cards. Like, yeah, that that's pretty much just exactly how it works. Um, beta testing works um, against that. It just straight up does. Um, you know, beta testing would make the game like better in intrinsically as a designed product but does not pro it probably doesn't help business uh, you know in the business side um you know it probably it probably ultimately would hurt sales um and uh we all know what that means in terms of whether wizards is going to do something like this yeah i don't know if it would help the game i'm i'm still a little skeptical about that i think sure. i could be persuaded but sure, sure. i don't know right, yeah well, let's... Uh, i I don't think it will ever happen, so I don't know if we'll ever find out. But it's certainly interesting to think about. All right, well, let, well let's just go ahead and uh, and wrap this up. Final thoughts here. You seem kind of pessimi- uh, pessimi- uh, pessimistic on this, and I have to say, uh, over this discussion, I feel like uh, I actually feel lower on the beta test than I did going into this. Uh, you made some some really great points um, that are very Wizards clearly has a way that they're doing business and a beta test doesn't fit into that. Although if Wizards felt like they wanted to explore the space, I would be excited for it. Um, but yeah, it, se- it seems like we're kind of both a little lower on it now. Yeah, I think the big things are just it would kill spoiler season and you would get opinions you maybe shouldn't take seriously, but they might choose to take them seriously. Those are my two like final points. I think I stand by those. I think I do agree about it maybe weeding out problem cards if you can honestly say that those problem cards are the fault of like design mistakes and not like pushed to sell product. Um but yeah, I think I think I think that the 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 detriments would outweigh the benefits. But I th- I think I could still be swayed. Yeah, I I just want wizards to be more um, cognizant of the fact that, uh, like we said um, during the the ban restricted talk, it's their game and they can do whatever they want. Um, yeah, I don't want wizards to think we're. Um, uh, we we do things one way. We can never have a beta test. We can never like change our cards the way that like uh, Hearthstone or Legends of Ruterra does. Um, I, I want Wizards to be able to kind of maybe tweak the way they do things to be able to take advantage of those advantages of you know yeah. the digital platform. That's that's what I want Wizards to do more of. Yeah, and when they do make those changes, sometimes they're good. Like, I, I mean, I, don't, I know I don't play Commander, but they have the cost of Commander decks in exchange for making two of the cards not foil, and they're getting, like, round praise from people who are usually really critical. So, you know, even just making a change like this, if it doesn't work out, they tried something new, and I'm not going to, like, be super critical of them for that. If it doesn't work and they keep doing it, I'll be critical for that, but... I don't know. I wouldn't mind seeing, especially like a core set or something being publicly beta tested. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. So, okay. So I think we made our our points clear uh, clear there. I think this is a great discussion and something I would want both the public and Wizards to keep talking about. Um, Don't just throw this idea in the trash can. Tweak it. I know there's a lot of smart people at Wizards. uh, And uh, I think, you know, know, there is is something worth hanging on to here. But with that said, let's move on to what we're really talking about today, the band Weezer. Hang on a minute. Holy shit, Will. What? Did you know Mark Rosewater joined Weezer? Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. No. 
<laughs> okay, okay. I love love the title here, Songs from the Black Lotus. You know, good job there. But we want to talk about Weezer and colors of Weezer albums. Uh, I, I did not realize this until you suggested this, but uh, we have a Weezer album for every single Magic the Gathering color. Yeah, now we do. Yeah, as of Black Album. Although I guess you could have always used songs from the Black Hole, and I think that would make the question harder for me. Mm. Uh, so, so quick, are we using Black Album or songs from the Black Hole? I would say Black Album. Okay, so neither of us is going to pick Black. <laughs> right, exactly. Unless exactly. you have some hot fucking takes for me. <laughs> nope, not at all. So, so the idea here is that um, you know you can only listen to one Weezer record for the rest of your life, I believe. Uh, but you also have to play that color of magic for the rest of your life. Seems like a In tough every choice. Constructed deck, every limited format, you have to be able to make and spend that color of mana in every deck you play. Okay, okay. Um, a couple of caveats before we give our, our hot takes on this. Um, can we listen to other music? No. Can we exit the mortal coil by choice? <laughs> no. Okay, okay. Um, but the answer has to be red, right? Whoa. Right? Am I right? Okay, I think Okay, I think red is the shittiest album of the five that are magic colors. Okay, okay. I think black, black is literally better because Byzantine is good. California Snow, like if you don't listen to the lyrics, the instruments are fine. There's a couple of okay tracks on there. Hmm. Fucking... You are higher on Green Album than I am. Green is my favorite magic color. I cannot decide if the Green Album is the worst the worst good Weezer record or the best bad Weezer record. Mm. What are your thoughts on that? I am a huge fan of the Green Album, probably more than a lot of Weezer fans. But I really, I really do think that Red is is the choice here. Um, if you have to play monocolor decks for the rest of the time, like it has oh, to, be, it has to be Red. You don't have to play monocolor decks. You just have to be, play that color in every deck. Oh, okay, okay. That that changes things. I think the answer is blue. Then, if if that's the oh. case, if it, if it has to be monocolor, it has to be the red album. And uh, pork and beans, it slaps. You know, I mean, what, what, what can I say? Uh, but, I just the cringy meme video. I can't get over it. They they were on the memes before anyone else, man. I I think, and it's really unfortunate with uh, OK Human that the, apparently they're in a what if phones but too much phase. Um, but um, I think Weezer really, you know, the, the Weezer, the Red Album is when Weezer really became like an internet. We're up on the internet memes band, and I think that that's a good thing. That's something to celebrate. Uh, so so Weezer, I like I like the Red Album and. If you if you have to play monocolor for the rest of your life, red is just the choice because it's the only like competitive monocolor deck that will be uh, uh, available to you throughout time. Hey, green stompy does work in every format too. Sure, sure, it, it does exist. I would say that its power level fluctuates more than red deck wins. But I, and I, you don't have to listen to the greatest man who ever lived. Hey, hey, I I I, I think that songs I think that songs a little bit better than people give it credit for. What is your answer? Okay, this is going to be the hottest fucking take on this podcast. Uh, whether it's monocolor or just having to play that color in every deck, I'm going to go with white. Oh, okay. Great album. Totally with you <laughs> yeah. on that album. Um, but you want to play monocolor white? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Soul Sisters exist in modern. There's a couple other decent, like, mono white decks in modern. Sure. You know, um, white is the best color in limited, too, generally speaking. Like in most limited formats where there's unbalance, it leans toward, towards white. Standard, there's always some white life gain deck that you can make work. Um, I And I think, okay, I cringe a little at Pinkerton just because of the kind of person that I was when I discovered it in like early, middle high school. Um, and I'm sure you feel similarly. I, I, I first listened to Pinkerton when I was 25. Oh, okay. Which is old. <laughs> okay. I know when I mentioned Weezer at the card shop, um when we when i was like younger when we had like just kind of become friends you were like you've never listened to pinkerton and i was like yeah i listened to it on the computer before class <laughs> um okay but but hear me out yeah <clears throat> white is better than pinkerton i'm there hey if you skip like if you skip two or three songs if you skip like thank god for girls White is better than Pinkerton. I actually don't hate that song. Um, I'm willing to listen. Oh. To, I'm willing to listen to this. Pinkerton has a couple. Uh, Pinkerton has a couple of songs that I skip all the time, um, just because okay. they're, they're a little, a little kind of uh, cringy, um, in my opinion. 
I don't think I skip any paint. I skip some of the live cuts on the deluxe edition, but I, I don't I don't skip any 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 like core Pinkerton. I skip one or two songs on the White Album. But um, Jacked Up is a great pop song. Excellent fucking pop song. Rivers Falsetto is like pretty good. Um, and like I love like um, like L.A. Girls kind of slaps. Uh, what what's the other ones I really like on there? Do you want to get high? Is like a departure from their typical style, but it's pretty good. I love the opening track, California Kids. Oh, yeah. Might be the best opening track on any Weezer record. It's a good song. Okay. Yeah. And they're really, like, they're produced, like, on the Blue album. They're not, like, sort of unpolished, even when they're going for that, like, in the Pinkerton way. But it, it really works for them. I, I love the White Album. I also discovered it at a, at a, like, specific time that it really worked for me. But I think uh, White is the color I would feel least restricted by. I could still play, if we're talking about not monocolor, I could still play Abzan in Modern. I could still play Mardu. I could still play, like, Bant Coco or like Abzan Coco. I think it gives me the most freedom in terms of deck building. Okay, okay, okay. I, I hear you. I hear you. Um, I, I feel I, I'm willing to listen to that argument. I, I think that you've laid some some great reasons why white is, um, you know, possibly better than Pinkerton. I, I, I appreciate you for uh, bucking the trend there. Um, I, I, I am tempted to say blue if it's all, um, you know, if, if it can, if I can mix with other colors, um, but if it's mm -hmm. monocolor, just, it just has to be red. I, I think I'm going to stick with red. See, I would have, I, I expected you to say green on both counts. <laughs> I, I am, I'm utterly shocked by your answers. What did you think I was going to say? Um, probably blue. I, I just don't want to play blue in every format forever. I think it would be too much of a curse. Like, obviously, blue is the best of the five color Weezer albums, other than teal. But like, I I, I don't know. I just I I couldn't consign myself to that. I I do want to um, disclose that I tried to come up with a colorless joke, like pick a pick a really bad Weezer album to be the colorless because it's like we did because we can't see it because it's not good. Like, Ratitude would be like a colorless mana, but um, I couldn't I couldn't make it work. I, I can't stop partying. I, I gotta say, I, I, uh, I'm pretty... Okay, Ratitude is better than everything will be alright in the end. <laughs> and with that in mind... <laughs> hey, 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 it's Weezer and it's Weezin on your way from the uh, from the postings to your seat. Yeah, yeah. Is that, is that bad? That, is that bad? I'm sorry, I don't mean to make fun of people. <laughs> anyway, yes, I think that brings us to the end of our show. Welcome to another drive to work. And this time we've got a special guest. Bitch, it's Weezer and it's Wheezy. Oh, okay. Here's a better one. It's Weezer and it's Wheezing because you're so angry at wizards that you're just typing so furiously on Reddit, drawing, you know, writing these huge diatribes about uh, how, um, I, I don't know, um, uh, whatever the news of the week is, uh, something like that. There, there's a joke here. Yeah. I need somebody smarter than me to make it. All right, we need secret layer uh, destroyer sweater. Okay, okay. Uh, let's let's go ahead and button this one up. <laughs> yeah, I think that would be for the best. Um, <laughs> thank you for listening to this episode of Gut Shot, or just putting it on in the background for engagement. You can follow me on Twitter at FredAssB, and you can uh, Will is at Aggressive Rhetoric, and you can follow the show on Twitter at Gut Shot Pod. That's right. This has been Gut Shot. Uh, I really should have written a joke here. Sorry, guys. Anyway, see you next time. Done. <laughs>